0: We've just heard the longest conversation that Jesus has with any character in the Gospels. It's longer than any conversation recorded that he had with the 12 disciples, with his accusers, or even with his family. And as we listen to this conversation, We listen for both what's said and what's not said. And we see, with the same astonishment as the disciples, who was in that conversation. Jesus and an unnamed woman. Not just any unnamed woman, but an unnamed Samaritan woman that is a member of an outcast group who had long before been excluded from the Jews who remained in Galilee when the Samaritans intermarried with Assyrians. And not just any unnamed Samaritan woman, but an unnamed Samaritan woman who had been married five times. A woman so cast out even from her excluded community that she had to go to the well alone, in the heat of the day, where she met Jesus. If you were here last week, or if you bring a familiarity with John's Gospel, you know that in the immediately preceding chapter of John, we have another conversation of some length. But that conversation serves as an almost poetic contrast To what we hear today last week jesus spoke with a man who has a name nicodemus they spoke not at noon but at night nicodemus was the opposite of an outsider he was a leader within the jews and as the conversation goes on jesus is exasperated with nicodemus You are a teacher of Israel, and you don't understand what I'm saying? Versus today in the full light of the noonday sun with an unnamed woman. Jesus' conversation partner comes to near full comprehension of what she's saying, of what Jesus is saying. In their dialogue, Jesus reveals himself for the first time in this gospel with words he will use throughout. The Messiah, I am he. It is I. The woman keeps up rhetorically with Jesus and by the end of the conversation is so convicted with his words that she leaves her water jar there and she goes back to the city. And she comes into the town and she says, come and see a man who has told me everything I have ever done. Come and see, she says, echoing the very same words Jesus used when he called his disciples at the beginning of this gospel. Now these words of invitation on the lips of a woman, making her the first evangelist. Now for all her pioneering prominence, you would think scripture would remember her name. Tradition, though, has done that. The Eastern Orthodox Church remembers this woman by the name Saint-Fotini, meaning the Enlightened One. They call her the Mother of Evangelists. And this tradition passes on to us the rest of her story after this conversation she has two sons five sisters she was baptized by the disciples and she spent the rest of her life as a preacher and evangelist for christ with her family she left samaria and went all the way to carthage to be a missionary there until she was killed as a Christian martyr by Emperor Nero. But of course, this story isn't ultimately about Saint Fotini, As the prologue to the Gospel of John describes the ministry of John the Baptist, Saint Fotini, she was not the light. But she came to testify to it, to be a witness and a mirror of it. But who this story is ultimately about is Jesus, and the remarkable things that we learn about him beside Jacob's well. If we go back to the third chapter of John, to that conversation with Nicodemus, We have that perhaps most famous verse of scripture, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And then in John chapter 4, that verse comes to life. God so loved the whole world. The writer Debbie Thomas summarizes the context of that time, saying that by the time Jesus meets this woman, the enmity between Jews and Samaritans is ancient and bitter and entrenched. They disagree about everything that matters—how to honor God, where to worship, how to interpret Scripture. By this time, they worship in separate temples. This is no small fact for those at the time. They have different versions of the Torah, and they avoid social contact with each other at all costs. And yet it's to that enemy land that Jesus goes. And there on that land, he meets this woman who is the epitome of the foreigner and the stranger and the other. Representing all of the norms of religious practice that must not be transgressed, all the spiritual taboos that must not be broken, and Jesus breaks them all anyway. Showing us that he did indeed come to love the whole world. This is what we learn about Jesus at the well. He will break every barrier we construct to divide ourselves from each other. He will even break the barrier of death itself in order to show the light of Christ's love to the world. Jesus breaks down these barriers, even between divinity and humanity, as he sits beside the well and he says, I'm thirsty, give me a drink. And there, as the conversation goes on, he reveals something else. He is the source that can quench our spiritual thirst. It's through being in conversation with him witnessing to his light, following him, that we find the rest for which our hearts long. Jesus sees us in the fullness of our identity. He knows everything we have ever done, names our brokenness without shame, and then brings us into a peace and community unlike anything else. Jesus is the living water. There's one last word of Saint Fotini that I want to return to, and that's in what she says after she says, come and see. The next line that she delivers is, he can't be the Messiah, can he? even as she comes to tell her town she's a newcomer to this faith and she still has a few questions and yet jesus comes into the town at the invitation of the samaritans and we're told that he stays or as the word could be translated abides with them for two days sealing the testimony of this woman and from this We see two more revelations. Our testimonies of faith need not be complete nor certain. Jesus will complete the task if only we begin to share. Because what we learn in John's Gospel is that the salvation we're offered through Christ doesn't come through the death on a cross alone, but it comes from the gift of relationship, from abiding with Jesus and with each other. And we're told that after the cross, and after the resurrection, after all time, Jesus tells us in the 14th chapter of John on the night before he died, that there is a mansion prepared for us in heaven, where there are many rooms, many abiding places, where beside Saint Fotini and all the saints, we pray we will find our place. And there, Beside the living water, we will never be thirsty again. Amen.